Good evening. We got Chris hooking us all up here. I gotta get on my ears. See ya. Hey, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. It's H3, Hints of Hope from the House. Chris Ballard, Ivan Sheffield here from the Sanctuary at Believer's Worship Center. Glad to be here with everybody. H3, live from Believer's Worship Center. It's been a great week so far. It has. I tell you, we... Uh, doing a little jamming this afternoon. We're doing uh, Good God Almighty. That makes you fired up. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome everybody into the podcast. Been a couple of weeks, um, but uh, we celebrated Easter in between uh, our last right. one and this one. Wonderful Easter service. It was a great Easter service. I enjoyed it. I, I know uh, our members did as well. We had a great breakfast. I hope that your churches and your uh, associations did something for Easter. That's right. I had a good time. Ours had real ham and real oh, sausage. Bacon, and bacon, oh, sausage, gravy. Yeah. Yeah, I just came in. Now I was thinking about it. Amen. I mean, you know, it was it was so good. It was uh and you know, the best thing, I'm a, I'm a farm boy, okay? You know, I'm a country boy. Amen. Uh, raised on a farm, and we had gravy and tomatoes. Yeah. And biscuits. And we did, you know, sometimes we didn't have sausage. We didn't have stuff. But we always had stuff to eat. So my mom would get up and make homemade biscuits. What we considered cat head biscuits. Uh, big and like what we used to call yeah, fish sandwiches. They ain't these little bitty things that you see now. Yeah. <laughs> You go to, uh, I'll just use them, you know, commercial for Cracker Barrel. They're really good and everything. Yeah, but they're but little. Bis the biscuit's little. Yeah. And so I like big biscuits. And so, yeah. you know, something you can put a little in. Well, I got a big biscuit downstairs, and I put a tomato on both oh bit, sides of the biscuit, and then I put gravy on it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you know, it was Easter, man. It was. <laughs> it, was it was, you know, I meant all my memories of growing up and, Everything come back because it was just just having those sliced tomatoes was great. Well, there's lots of memories for most people tied into Easter and, right. and, and church celebrations. I think most of us have, uh, you know, you just recounted quite a few uh, breakfasts at, mm -hmm. at the table there. But I think most people have a, a memory tied up in Easter. And, and of course, we, we definitely did some older songs. We did some newer songs. And we had a great message, great service that went along with that. But we did kick things off with some fellowship. We sat around our newly renovated. It looks uh, so good down there. Yeah. yeah, our galley down there. It's uh, wide open. We got room for everybody. Nobody was elbow and elbow with anybody. We had room to spread out and eat. Yeah, and it was encouraging. We had we, we it was encouraging. We had uh, visitors, and yep. you know, whenever we're talking about the one thing that really hit me this week is no matter where you're at in your walk with the Lord. If you're trying, I talked to a young lady today and she says, I'm trying to live for the Lord each day, but people are knocking me down. And she said, whenever you try to live for the Lord, the devil throws things at you to try to get you to go backwards. For sure. So what I thought would be good today, tonight and everything is talk about encouraging people when they're down. Yeah. I mean, picking people up, helping carry their load as a Christian. The Bible tells us in... Hebrews chapter three and verse 13, but encourage one another daily. Yep. Does not say just see them once a year or whatever and pick them up. It says daily as long as it is called today. 
daily as long as it's called. <laughs> in day. other words, you've got to do something today. We're not promised tomorrow. True. We're only got to live today. So you need to pick somebody up for today. And then it says, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Mm -hmm. So whenever somebody's down and they're getting beat up yep. and the devil's throwing darts at them, what I like to do is I like to say, okay, let's share their load. Yep. Let's pick them up. Uh, I've always been told in the past couple of years and three or four years that I'm always optimistic and I always look at the bright side of something. I think I called you painfully optimistic. Painfully optimistic. And I, I agree that I am. Because some people will be having a hard day and I just I just want them to know that God's love is better than that hard day. And I know we have problems. I have problems. Look at Carolyn. She's been sick. Yep. Look at my mom. She's going through trials and tribulations. She's going through stuff. My sister's going through stuff. But at the same time, I've got to be strong for them mm -hmm. and let them know that joy is coming in the morning. That's it. In other words, you know you're going to get there. It's just a matter of getting there. Well, you know, we've been talking. So since Wednesday and then again on Sunday, we talked about encouragement, not necessarily on the make people feel better or, or mm -hmm. reminding them that joy is coming, but to rather to encourage them through an example that we set. Right. So you rather than, yeah, you might have done. That's it. Uh, I've been through a bunch of stuff, but yeah, picking them up and telling them that they're not the only ones going through it. You know, a lot of people have been in their shoes, but it's yeah. hard to tell somebody that unless you walk in their shoes. Yeah, and probably shouldn't be telling them that if you haven't. That's right. If you've not had experienced stuff, if you've not had... Now, it also says in the Bible that we need to, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Just as you are doing. In other words, you got to build people up. Yeah. In other words, don't just tell them that everything's going to be all right because you're not guaranteed that everything's going to be all right. That's it. But you're there for them if they need a, somebody to talk to. Well, it's the concept, and, I, and I've had this conversation a couple of times this week with a few people since we've been discussing mm -hmm. encouragement and, and that specific, I think that's First Thessalonians 5.11. Yep. Uh, you know, the, the concept of, I can tell you with absolute certainty, it's all going to be all right. Well, I don't, in. That's it. I don't necessarily know that you're going to like what right. all right is, and I can't guarantee you it's going to be all right here. I had an old preacher one time tell me, and I mean, you know, whenever you say stuff like that, it brings back stuff that I've yeah. learned. And an old preacher was preaching one time, and he said, look, I read the last chapter, and we win. Amen. But it didn't tell me how many rounds I got to fight. That, oh, man. <laughs> it, it, didn't, it didn't tell me when the bell was going to ring. That'll hit you. Yeah, and he, he was sitting there going, you know, I don't know how many fights are left in me. Yeah. But he says, I know that I'll be finished one day. Yep. I know my race will be over. But he says, I've read the last chapter and we win, but we still have to fight the rounds yes. till we get there. Now we we're fighting rounds with political issues, we're fighting rounds with everything else. But you gotta stand up and be what you are. Yeah. I love like I love, I appreciate let me just take Commercial time. <laughs> appreciate you filling in for me. I, I, yeah. you know, I, there, things happen. But I appreciate you filling in, but I, I was listening. And you did share some encouraging words, especially in that we have to stand where we stand. That's right. We got to stand and love them. Yep. You don't have to beat them over the head. 
you don't have to go like I was listening to one of the news outlets and they were arguing back and forth and one guy says, well, you can't say that and you can't say that. Well, you know, yeah, I can repeat anything the Bible says. Yep. And as long as I stand for the truth and encourage each other through the biblical ways, mm-hmm. then they can take it or leave it. If, if somebody doesn't want me to encourage them, they shouldn't have asked me for encouragement. <laughs> Or your opinion. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want my opinion, just don't ask me. That's it. Because, you know, I got an opinion. And we might hear it anyway. That, well, sometimes you are. It's kind of like, I can't wait for, you know, I was excited to preach last week. But now, I'm really excited because it's going to be congregational participation. Ooh. And so, I'm not going to embarrass anybody, but as a group, I'm going to need some people to join me and agree on some things. And so whenever I started thinking about what's going to come up, it was about encouragement. There we go. In other words, it was about where do we go now that Easter's over? Yeah. So (laughs) we, you know, we, we talk about a lot. We make the joke that, you know, that as Christians, we, we kind of have uh, two Super Bowls, Mm -hmm. right? That bookend our, our year. We, we start the year off great with Easter Right, that's our big, our first big, uh, big deal of the year, and then of course we end the year mm-hmm. with with Christmas. Right. Of course, you could argue one's the start, one's the end, but we have those, and 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 it is it's each one sets up what's what's the mission now, mm-hmm. and I think it, it's a great thing to be talking about. Perhaps the greatest commandment we're we're given mm-hmm. now that we're out of Easter. I mean, because. Right. I shared with everybody Sunday. I mean, the phrase was, it's finished. It wasn't, hey, I got this, but I'm going to need your help in the future. We don't have to to chime in on that. Right. Well, you know, the thing about it is when he said it is finished, that was the work. He didn't say I am finished. That's it. You know, in other words, he he did not make the same statement that I'm done. Yep. I'm not, you're not going to ever hear from me again. You know, some people in... The world of jobs and the world, you know, you get, uh, let me just throw an experience I had, uh, you know, CEO, president, Mm -hmm. he come in one day, he was done. Out. He was out. (laughs) And so I get a memo on my computer from the main office. Such and such is no longer with the company. Let us know if you hear from him. I never heard from him again. (laughs) But you know, know, whenever all this happened, they had all those golden parachutes and everything. So so he took his money and ran. He didn't care about me. He didn't care about what was going on at the job anymore. So they sent me an email to let them know if I heard from him. And I didn't have to worry about sending an email Mm -hmm. because he was out. He was done. Politics, a lot of people are done. They mess up or something like that. They just say, I'm finished. Christ said, it is finished. He did not say, I ain't finished. That's it. So, yeah, whenever the work was finished that he started back in Genesis, mm-hmm. that meant that all of these bookends, you had a bookend at the front, you had a bookend at the last on the cross, it was finished, there's no use in going back. That's it. You know, if we can't bring up the sin issue anymore, you're going to have sin. Yep. But we've got a sacrifice, we've got forgiveness of sin, that the whole New Testament tells us about. Mm -hmm. And it also tells us about the world. Whenever we're talking about encouraging people, you know, we have to live in the world. Unfortunately. Okay. I'm going to use you an example. Had a rough afternoon. (laughs) A little bit. 
got here seven minutes to do it. I wasn't sweating it. I was just going to go ahead and do the yeah. live stream and everything. But y'all watching it as home, we got it down here. We was about a minute late getting going. But I will tell you, he had a bad afternoon. So I'm going to encourage him that other people have the same problem today. I got to experience something today. A family lost a pet. Mm. We've all lost pets. My wife, that's why she says, we're not getting another one. She said, and I'll tell you all y'all do people at church. My wife says, we're not getting another one because she loves it. She falls in love with it and then it breaks her heart. Well, I grew up on a farm. We had to bury a lot of animals. We buried horses. We buried you know, we killed a lot of stuff too to eat, but at the same time, we did bury a lot of dogs, we buried a lot of cats. But the thing about it is, people have these family members, they're just like a family member, they're part of the family, they, they love them, they sleep with them, and it hurts. Absolutely. And so, I had the chance to go over and pray for one of the families in our church today because they lost an animal. Now, I can't do that all the time because I'm working. I didn't have any meetings this afternoon. I was able to do everything on uh, the phone. I stayed up with all my job. But at the same time, I just wanted to be an encouragement. Sure. Because I've been where they're at. I've walked in their shoes. I've lost pets. I've lost really, really close pets. Uh, but at the same time, I wanted to be an encouragement. So I'm going to encourage you that other people had their car break down today, too. Okay. Uh, I mean, yours was a little louder than everybody else's, but that's a side point. During depositions. During right depositions. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that puts you in a light where you want to get it, get out of there. Yeah. And so I've never yanked battery cables off of a battery so quick in my life. But I'm going to encourage you that you're not the only one that that happens to. Yeah. Think about the person that's in town down downtown Nashville yep. at the stoplight. It's 5.05. Everybody's getting off work and their car dies. Well, I will tell you, it was, it, you know, it's, it's difficult when you're in that position, as I'm sure that those congregants are, to, to see outside of it. Um, I think the, the worst part, after meeting the attorneys who were trying to have their <laughs> deposition this morning, uh, was I then ha had to walk to my mm -hmm. next commitment. And, you know, when I got done cussing that I had to walk to my next commitment, I, I eventually was like, well, it was good for you, but it, it wasn't bad, right? It was, it was only, only about a mile. That's right. Um, but I was grateful that, you know, I mean, I realized that in the next three months, had that happened, mm -hmm. I, I won't be. Right Less there. than a mile where It'd I could long walk. Way, it would be a long way from, be a haul. from the ranch. Absolutely. I mean, that's, you know. I'd still be walking. walking. You'd still be walking. I'd be. I know you'd be calling Brother Ivan. You'd be calling Brother Ivan and say, hey, meet me about a mile away from yeah. where I work. Come on. Me on the 231, you come by and pick me up. Yeah. And I'd probably be there for I believe you would, but it, it's, you know, we're, we're talking about encouragement. I, I think it's possible sometimes if you can step outside of it, you can almost find encouragement in the situation itself if yeah. you're willing to see it. Right, right. A lot of us don't realize that we've all got to live in a world where we're all going to have trouble. But 
the biggest thing about it is I go back to the Bible that Jesus defeated the world. Yep. In other words, he conquered the world. It tells us in John 16, 33. So Jesus has already been in trouble. He's already experienced temptation. We talk about us being tempted. He's already been tempted. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, you, you, you go, you know, you just push Jesus for everything. I don't know, no, no way. I mean, I've been in trouble. I've been, you know, you just wade through it. You take the good with the bad. Now, I've had a lot of bad in my life, but I've had a lot of good. And now I would say even in the hard times, the good outweighs the bad in my life because I want to look at it that way. I want to look at I got up this morning. A lot of people could. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people say I walk. You were talking about walking to the farm. Well, let me tell you something. A lot of people can't walk. Mm -hmm. uh, people say, well, you know, I just don't, I just don't want to look at anybody. I just don't want to be around anybody. What do you think about people that are in prison and can't do anything? They, you know, they can't get out. They can't do anything. So while you were, while I was waiting on someone to get here tonight, I got a chance to walk around the church, pray, sit on the stool. I mean, it's beautiful outside today. And thank you to whoever came and cut the grass. It looks so. Oh my gosh! It looks so the field looks good. Yeah, it's cut. But I was just got a chance to walk around and look and pray. And our church is not trouble free. No, our church has troubles just like every other church. But the thing that I like to do is saying, okay, how can we encourage you? One is prayer. Yes. I mean, if you need, if you're out there and you're going to listen to this later, or you're watching it now, and 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 you need prayer, text us. Text us on, you know, it's easy. It's six one five eight seven nine zero six six nine, and all you got to do is text it, and I'll pray for you. I get text during the week. I get text in the evening. Uh, one of the great things about having all this technology is use it for the Lord. Yep. And so. The phone for the church is always on, except between the hours of 10 and 6. And then, you know, well, I'm up at 3 or 4 in the mornings and everything. But the thing about it is I always get them when I get up. Yeah. First thing I do is I post my daily devotion and I read the Bible and I, and I go ahead and I get all, everything caught up. But you got to understand with my job, I do a lot of Italy, do a lot of stuff overseas, China. So I have to look for emails that came in over the night, get them taken care of first, and then I can start my day. But we also have, I mean, we've got so many ways that, that you can reach out to right. this church and, and the, the support here. We've even got, uh, we've got text messages. We, all the staff members have an email you can use. But we also have an anonymous uh, way to, to ask for prayer or to ask for mm -hmm. that kind of help uh, through our website at findhope.pwc.org. Every, the bottom of every single page, unless that's changed in the last little bit, I don't think so, mm -hmm. is a prayer request sheet. Right. You just fill the information out, let us know, and that's it's completely, to us. that's it. It's com kept completely anonymous. And then of course, we've got uh, all of our social channels. Right. Where people come to you, I, I know on average, I think I did the math one time, we, we bring in somewhere between three and six a week mm -hmm. of those special situations that right. people always ask for yeah. prayer. So. 
Well, you know, one of the things about the difference between our church and a big church is a big church, they get them and they might not know what to do with them. Yeah. When we get a prayer request, we pray. We do. We, uh, we've got a friend of ours that had a premature baby. We've been praying for her every day. And we've been trying to give her strength through prayer. Uh, in a situation where I couldn't go up and see the baby, couldn't go up to the hospital. But at the same time, my prayers for her and her family and everything, thats in, in, to me, that's the encouragement. You've got to understand that we've got to do that. One of the things that uh, I like doing is, you know, you can't encourage somebody unless you know that they need encouragement. I mean, if you if you have a person that's fighting, uh, I'm saying you don't mean that, that they tell you they need encouragement. You right. mean well. Let's just say if you don't know they've got a problem, okay. How are you going to encourage them? Just by being there for them. Yeah. In other words, let's say that somebody's hanging around you and they don't tell you a problem. Yep. But you still need to pray for that person. Well, that's the thing is if we're if we're following the the liturgy that we're discussing this evening, and if we're following the concept of of, of encouragement and, and building each other up, mm -hmm. then we should be in prayer for our friends because they are our friends. And because, you know, as much as you didn't tell them everything that was going on with you, you, you have to take into account they're probably not telling you everything that's, exactly that's going right. on with you. So, But you got to cover it in prayer. Absolutely. Cover the person, cover the family. Now, I will tell you that the Bible is full of people that were very strong in their faith, but they got discouraged. I think everybody hits that yeah. moment a couple of times. One, like, one of my favorite is, is Elijah. You know, Elisha in the Bible, whenever Elijah was fighting the Baal prophets, mm -hmm. he got scared and ran after he had already, you know, won the fight. Yeah. He ran and got scared. And hidden in the cave. Well, if if I'd have just had a victory like he had, mm -hmm. why would you run? Because he got discouraged. He was scared. I hate to say this, and I know everybody will be. Hey, he got scared of a woman, and he took off running and hid in the cave because she was after him to kill him. Yep, she was after him to get him because he had killed all the prophets of Baal. So. Whenever people that are strong Christians get discouraged, that's when we need to step up and say, I'm praying for you. I can't help you with your battle. Yeah. I don't understand all of your battle, but I'm just going to turn it over to the Lord. And I hope you get better. Mm -hmm. I hope you, you know, get stronger. But the thing about it is we've got to be encouraging in our actions and deeds. Well, yeah, not so just our words. Not just our words. It, it, encouragement stops dead in its tracks if all it ever is is kind words. That's right. Uh, because the most insincere people can offer kind words. That's not, uh, you know, and sometimes all you have are words. Like, I, I get yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, you're so far removed from the situation that all you can say is, hey, I'm praying for you. Yeah. Um, I will tell you from our experience, and it was, a, it was a big deal for me, and it led to a great deal of discouragement in my in my faith and in my walk for a good long while when Leslie was going through cancer. Mm -hmm. and when you've been when you've been going rounds with chemo and, and everything we went through for you know 10, 15 months at that point. That's tough. The we're praying for you sentiment just does 
because it just does nothing for you. I mean, it, grand, and I'm glad that you did, but, you know, the, everybody is always at the beginning of something like that. Everybody mm -hmm. is always so willing to step up and do the things that you, you don't need at that point, but mm -hmm. 10 months down the road, you probably do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, somebody coming and, and maybe, I don't know, I, I'm going to use this as an example, but okay. if somebody had come and, and maybe cut the grass for you, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. and just say, hey, Chris, let me just take this off your plate. Right. It's something stupid. But, you know, in the it South, a lot. it did, it would have meant a lot. But in the it South, it, apparently all we know how to do in the South is, is, is take food, right? Have you ever experienced that? We, well, we can show up anywhere. You know with my background. You know, well, you know my background. <laughs> so I was raised a Southern Baptist. Yeah. I was a member of a Southern Baptist growing up. My mom was a Wesleyan that married a Southern Baptist. So she became a Southern Baptist. And you didn't show up at somebody's house without a casserole, without dish. A casserole dish or a pound cake. Yep. And it didn't matter the flavor of the pound cake. <laughs> It just you had to have and if you had icing on it, yeah. it was double blessing. What's that? So so you know you just that's just what we did. It is. Well, I, I just I will say this, and 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 Leslie, if you if you listen to this later, honey, I, I love you. When Leslie got sick, I didn't lose my cook. Because right, I do the cooking. Well, see, my wife now <laughs> appreciates me having an air fryer. <laughs> Yeah, because I really the past two weeks have been you know trying to fix her food and everything. I understand and I, you're you're a world class chef with that air fryer. Well, let me tell you what I did. Yeah, I mean we're getting a little bit off of it, but it's encouraging it me is. to take care of her. Yeah, I did some hamburger steaks in the yeah. air fryer. Nice. I did bought some macaroni and cheese by Bob Evans. You didn't cook that in the air fryer. Oh no, microwave it. Okay, right. it's easy. You just put it on there for four minutes. Stir it two and a half more minutes. You got macaroni and cheese. Okay. But then I did steamed vegetables in the air fryer. No, steamed vegetables in the microwave okay. because if you time it right, your your steaks are finished right at the time your steamed vegetables and, and your macaroni. And, and we had a hot meal because I knew how to coordinate everything. Yeah. Now, if they hadn't encouraged me to get the air fryer, <laughs> now I can do some chicken wings. I, I can, had your chicken wings. I can do chicken wings. I can do chicken. I can do pork chops. But the thing about it is, you know, you love French fries and that thing. Yeah. The thing about it is somebody encouraged me and said, Ivan, I bet you could cook with an air fryer. And yeah. I said, I don't know about that because I've never cooked in yeah. my life. I mean, I burn water. You also exploded soup all over the place. And oh, burn. no. Here we go. Yes. I didn't realize that if you put soup in a container that it would overflow the container. Yes. It grows. It does. It multiplies. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, yeah, I learned that the hard way. And but she, I'm sure that it was also encouraging to Carolyn to have a little comfort food mm -hmm. and to know that her husband, who can't cook a lick, went out of his way to make her that's a, right. a good meal. And that, that's what we're talking about. We're still talking about encouragement. And it's, it's, it's just, it's the most important and the biggest thing we can do for one another outside of our prayer. And even prayer is an act of encouragement. We have to encourage people where they are. You can't encourage them where they will be or where you want right. them to be. Right. And I've had a couple of conversations with folks this week since our, our message on Sunday that they have found a way to be encouraging mm -hmm. by just saying that, hey, 
it's not that I'm against you, but I'm for this. Right. And if we can remember that, then all these unnecessary battles that we're all out there trying to do, right. they, they just disappear. And I, and I like what you were saying earlier. You, you, you were talking about, you know, we're, we're going to have battles. We're going to have fights. We do have those. And we do. Individually, everybody is in a fight. Yep. And I'm reminded as we face these things politically and the things that we have to live with in the world that we can't avoid despite our best efforts. Right. There's an old phrase that says you have to pick your battles. Right. But what I've learned, especially in the last several years, is yes, we have to pick our battles, but you have to pick some of them. Right. Pick the right ones. Pick the ones that are gonna <laughs> that are gonna make a difference today. Right. And you know, we get so lost, and we've had so many conversations here lately about some of the crap that's going on in our political and our uh, societal agendas that that as Christians we we avidly stand against. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad we stand against them because we stand for something. Right. But what I'd love to see more faith believers, more Christians adhere to is don't, don't hit somebody like it's a club with what the Bible says and that right. you should feel bad about what you're doing. No, you, I mean, I believe wholeheartedly, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe wholeheartedly if an individual is doing something that's outside of the Bible, that's outside of the practice of faith, that if all I can ever do is encourage them to find a relationship with Christ, right. I know Christ will work that out with them. Right. Because the idea is, you know, it's in the Bible, we need to be sowers. We need to be sowers. We need to plant the seed. Yeah. It didn't tell you to go, you know, to go and to make sure it grows. That's it. It didn't tell you to make sure that they're in church and they're dressed up and everybody's fine and that, you know, this is the way I see a Christian leader. Yes. It tells you to go plant the seed and let God grow it. Yep. Let, you know, let, let them, you just tell them what it is that you want them to hear without beating them to death. Right. In other words, just tell them about love. Tell them about how Christ died for them, how Christ helped you be your own testimony. And give them encouragement that you know what they're going through. Well, and how encouraging is it mm -hmm. for somebody that likely already feels sidelined or alienated for you to just say, man, you know what? You probably think that I'm against you, but, but I still love you. And you know, I hope to see you at 4th of July or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, just that reaching out mm -hmm. to say, hey, everybody's truck breaks down every now and then. That's right. And it ain't against you. I'm going to encourage you because I'm going to give you a ride somewhere after this is over because you don't have any way of getting I it. hope you give me a ride <laughs> no, somewhere to eat. I'm just picking <laughs> on you. But everybody, we got some homework. Uh, you know, we, we're doing the podcast and and we want you to be involved with this ministry. So even if you hear it later on, I want you to pick out one person. It can be in your family. It can be a son, daughter, your wife. Pick somebody that you know, a friend, and your homework is before Sunday. I want you to encourage them. Yeah. I want you to smile at them. I want you to tell them you're praying for them. I want you to tell them God loves them. You don't have to go through the whole Bible and quote Romans Road and all that stuff. You just need to do this. You need to let them know that God loves them and that you're praying for them and that you love them. And you know that's all you got to do is just encourage them, smile at them. Yeah. Go through McDonald's and say, "Have a blessed day." And if you get to Saturday night 
and nobody has encouraged you, <laughs> then I want you to take that as a sign that maybe you need some new friends and that you need to take these new friends. Come on we'll, down. Give us a shout. We'll be happy to encourage you. And then, like always, we want to encourage everybody to uh, to come see us on Sunday. That's right, 5237. Murfreesboro Road, College Grove, Tennessee. Now, our services start at 1030, guys, but right. uh, come at 10 o'clock if you'd like. We'll fellowship, have uh, some coffee together, talk about anything you want. Oh, you better come, and I've got a new shirt to preach in. Uh-oh. Yeah, breaking out a new shirt. Uniforms abound. Listen, <laughs> download the H3 podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can also get it right at findhope at bwc.org. That's find at bwc, hope at bwc.org. Guys, if you're not going to be with us Sunday, make sure you're at church somewhere. Go ahead and tell them about it, Ivan. That's right. I'll tell you one thing. God loves you. I love you. And BWC loves you. So you'll be in church somewhere. We need to go to church. Y'all have a great week. See you Sunday. Yeah, I'm over.